Hi, this is uh, Parikh Sam. Welcome to this um, live webinar on living and working abroad, working this month at tax residency. Uh, tax residency is uh, a question we often get asked about by our clients. And what we want to discuss today is, is actually what it means to be an expat and a tax resident. Um, it's very good to be a nomad, to be able to go and live in, in Barcelona for three months, in Paphos for three months, in the Caribbean for three months. Um, but wherever you do your business, wherever you receive your income, then ultimately there is a, a tax residence and a tax, uh, and tax to pay. And, and so how does uh, tax planning for expats work? And how can a company like Proact uh, help expats that are that are living and working abroad. Uh, well, let's just let's discuss some of those things. Most things are taxed in this world. And essentially, the, the, there's three types of things that we're looking at being taxed: is that income, capital, and inheritances or, or gifts. And these may each mean different things. So, an income could be to a company, or it could be to uh, an individual. Um, but it's, there's still some form of income tax that's going to be applied. Uh, that can be slightly different for different issues. So when you're employed, it's pay as you earn, possibly, uh, or income tax is payable, uh, whether it's under a self-assessment or a, a taxed-at-source regime. Um, conversely, um, the income could be through a company, in which case it's going to be suffer corporation tax, or it could be it's a dividend or bank interest that's paid or royalty that's paid under a contract. Uh, each of those can have different tax treatments, uh, but they can still pile up onto somebody's income tax return, or uh, they could be taxed separately in a different jurisdiction or in a different way. And then we have capital. Uh, capitals are, are taxed when they're gifted or when they're sold or if they're inherited. And each one is, again, is slightly different by country and by and by the type of capital gain that that's made. So uh, a business person can set up a business, build up that capital over the years, and have uh, a, a big profit to sell out, um, uh, which creates capital gain. Entrepreneurs relief, business relief at times of selling can give some relief. Gifts to families can give some relief, uh, but. Ultimately, that, that capital gain can still apply. And that might be a lower rate or a higher rate. So it might be 10%, 20%, 30%, 40%, depending upon the jurisdiction. Um, if you manage to hold on to your profits and your gains for your whole lifetime, then you potentially got inheritance tax when you die at maybe 40 45%, which can either be taxed on your estate or it can be taxed by the, the, the recipients, the people benefiting from that income. So there's different types of taxes on different types of assets, and there is lots more, but that forever, uh, if there's a government, if there's a landowner, uh, there's a tax to pay and a toll to pay. Each country then works differently. So they'll have a different tax regime and different sorts of taxes. So um, a tax efficiency means for an expat uh, or a nomad expat or any expat living or working abroad, um, uh, using uh, a tax regime as a place to live, which allow him to pay uh, a minimum amount of tax 
for, for what they um, are, are happy with. So somebody who uh, is living and working in Sweden uh, as an individual tax resident through their company will pay their full social insurance income taxes through that jurisdiction. Um, people who went to uh, Bermuda uh, last year, the, the government gave an exemption to overseas workers for the income that they earned while they were while resident on the island during the COVID restrictions. So that's another way around uh, the problem. So individual tax countries can make individual rules on how they treat taxes. So everything can be joined up together in one total income assessment, um, including capital or excluding capital, or the different types of income can be broken up. Uh, some countries might apply a flat rate of tax to all incomes, but some might apply, uh, pay, apply uh, a flat rate to uh, uh, income tax, uh, dividend tax, uh, company taxes, all at separate rate. Generally, a corporation tax is a flat rate tax. So in England, UK, a corporation tax is 90% is flat rate with a plan to go up to 26% for higher earning companies. Uh, but for uh, small, uh, uh, small countries like Cyprus or, uh, or Ireland would have a 12.5% tax rate, I'm not discussing potential changes that are coming up in the future. But a corporation flat tax rate of 12.5% is obviously more of a potential for a business than having a, a corporation tax rate of 20, 25, 30%. So the country and the type of income can make a difference. And the way that you receive that income can make a, a big difference as well, uh, whether you're going to pay a 10% tax or whether you're going to pay <clears throat> a 50% tax. Um, <clears throat> and I'm want to focus it in this meeting on uh, taxes rather than social insurance. Social insurance, national insurance is, is, is a, a form of um, collective government response where you're paying for health care um, and uh, benefits, uh, um, ill health and unemployment benefits, as well as uh, funeral benefits and potentially state pensions. Now, that, that goes by the by, and that, that's a, a completely different topic, and I don't want to look at that today, but generally an individual with income in any jurisdiction has to pay a national insurance tax as well. We're looking at just the income taxes or, or the version of tax that, that's applied to that. So everybody needs a tax resident. So if you're a sole trader and you're living a in, in a particular country, then that is the country in which you will pay as a tax resident your, your uh, income tax. Um, now, what COVID has brought along is more remote working. Um, now, if you can be working for a London business and be based in Bristol, um, that is remote working. But what about if you're living in a different jurisdiction as an expat or moving around like a nomad? Well, that brings extra issues as well. The first thing is, how do you define a residence? Um, <clears throat> generally, under international law, uh, uh, people can freely travel to any country for 90 days at a time on short holiday or business trips. So uh, a nomad could go to a jurisdiction, be based there for three months, 
do their work without incurring a local tax liability. The tax residents um, and the social insurance liability will remain where they are tax resident. Now, could they avoid having any tax residents at all? Not necessarily, because ultimately um, the, the system will catch up with them, um, um, potentially. Um, there is the added complication we talked about before about the Schengen area in the EU, which has special rules. So in, in the Schengen area, um, uh, an EU expat moving around the EU can only spend uh, 90 days in 180 in another EU jurisdiction. Um, and they can't return without becoming tax resident within that six months. So that's like a, an anti-avoidance thing to get people from working uh, remotely uh, for, for long periods to, to avoid taxes in, in part. With non-Schengen countries in the EU, Romania, Cyprus, Ireland, uh, as well as countries like um, the UK, you don't have that restriction. So you can visit for 90 days and leave for a weekend and come back for another 90 days. The tax resident starts once you've been in country for 180 days. It's a gray area um, in a Schengen country where you're having to register for a visa and identity after three months of residency. And that then brings up an exchange of information and a definition and a potentially a tax residency that will, will come from that. Um, any of these questions, if anything comes up, uh, contact us at productpartnership.com and, and we'll help answer your questions by getting on with a, a free review with one of the product advisors. So an individual can move around and remain tax resident in one jurisdiction, but they still need to be tax resident in, in that one jurisdiction. And this is important. Um, now, depending on what tax rate you want to pay. So if you have got family commitments and you're back in the UK, you might want to keep your tax residence in the UK, even while you're being nomad. Or you might want to go expat, uh, be tax resident in another jurisdiction and um, have a, a minimal contact with the UK. And as long as you obey the non-resident rules, then, then that's possible. Uh, but it does bring some restrictions. Um, if you want to have any tax advantage from an expat lifestyle, then you have to obey uh, the, the tax resident rules. Um, <clears throat> now, in the UK uh, and other jurisdictions, many sole traders operate as personal service companies using uh, their company. So uh, the UK is a very uh, easy country to have a, a company registered and operated. And, and this allows the uh, contractor to have a flat rate of tax at the corporation tax rate of, of 19% unless they become a bigger business, 26. So that's, that's a big opportunity uh, to avoid higher rate income taxes of 40% in the, in the UK. Um, uh, in other jurisdictions, the corporation tax can be lower, 12.5% in Cyprus, 15 uh, in, in Bulgaria and, and Malta, 12.5% in, in in, in Ireland. So th there are lower corporation tax opportunities. And if you combine this with other um, uh, types of income that we received, it can reduce the overall tax liability. 
Um, when you have that corporation tax, and if you do pay that corporation tax liability, you still got to get the money out of the company. The company can invest in certain assets um, without taking the money out of the company, but you can also pay dividends. And in some countries like Cyprus, uh, expat uh, um, tax residents, individual tax residents, have a 0% dividend tax, which makes it a very attractive place to be an individual tax resident and receive money as dividends, either as an investor or from your personal service company. Uh, trusts are another way, um, and e each company has its, its personal tax residency. Um, trusts are the same. Now, trusts um, are heavily taxed, and, and, and there's lots of concerns about them uh, from many quarters historically, but done properly with the beneficiaries identified and their individual tax resident benefit identified and the company associated um, identified, then um, <clears throat> it, it creates uh, an issue um, where you, you've got a, a break and a gap. So an individual um, can be a tax resident in one country uh, and operate through a personal service com company in another jurisdiction. So um, a, a UK personal service company um, could have a flat rate, 99% corporation tax and pay dividends to a, a Cyprus tax resident, a 0% tax. So that could be a, a better way of getting money out than paying 40, 45% income tax in the UK. Um, similarly with a trust, uh, a trust uh, can distribute income um, uh, for, from a company. So if a, comp if a trust holds a company uh, shares and the, the company distributes the dividend, uh, in Cyprus, the dividend will be taxed at a 0% rate. So it gives a big advantage that the, 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 the Cyprus Trust becomes a, a, a wealth store for the beneficiary, like a pension fund, without it being uh, taxable in the first instance. Now, the individual could have a tax residence somewhere that would mean that that income received would be taxed. But the Cyprus uh, International Trust can operate as a, on a zero tax basis for the income and capital gains that it receives. And the trust can own capital assets uh, as well as uh, generate income within the trust. Um, and then it allows still to do gift rules and make investments. We don't need to own uh, an expensive yacht, an expensive house, uh, or, or a property portfolio. Um, we need to be able to enjoy the benefits of that, whether it's a residency, whether it's uh, somewhere to live, or, or whether it's a, an income that that produce. So by an expat and a nomad expat, by mixing up and combining in a way that suits them, um, the use of trusts and companies and their individual tax residents, then they can uh, get an overall tax efficiency to reduce the, their overall tax level. It might mean that you're still paying 20%, but that's better than 45. It might mean that you're paying 10%, and that's even better as well. So the, the jurisdictions where you can go, like Italy, and invest in a local business and pay a low flat rate tax for five years with a five-year renewal um, before you start getting local taxes and capital gains. 
And there's other jurisdictions where you can make investment companies of your own to develop your, your own business. All those things need to be looked at on an individual basis and probably do that in a free review with, with our clients. Uh, the, there's things like IR35 in the UK, which bring this in, in into sharp relief. Uh, so that's a tax on people using a personal service company, but only effectively doing one contract or two contracts for one employer. So the UK now deem that to be uh, a, a salary position. It doesn't mean that you can't claim the money back, but effectively you're taxed at source as if, if you're employed and you've got the negotiation to hold to hold with them at a later date. Being an expat and having your individual tax residence separate from the UK can get around that problem. Uh, it's on a case-by-case basis again. But again, your, your portfolio of international work can break that, that tie to IL35. And we've been able to do that successfully with, with, with some, some of our clients. So if you've got an issue around IL35 and a nomad expat business lifestyle, um, it could help you, then, you know, consider that and, and give us a call. Um, you can book free reviews online at productpartnership.com. But if you go to our .co.uk, productpartnership.co.uk, you can register as a, as a retained client and, and chat with us live. And Product uh, Partnerships Advisors can help and guide you uh, with the answers to to see if if we're able to help you and answer your questions uh, through through our client service team. Um, <clears throat> so that's a general overview about tax residency. Everybody has to be tax resident uh, as an individual for their company and their trust. Uh, the beneficiaries all need to be identified and and need to we need to know where they live. So. Um, uh, you know, as an individual, has to if they have a tax residence in a country and they're there more than six months, they have to be tax resident. So, if managing that process and that tax residency uh, can be a good thing or a bad thing, but it's the important thing is, is that look what suits you, your family, your business, and what circumstances we can do to help you um, it, it, with the maximum tax efficiency uh, for your needs uh, as an expat living and working abroad. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow us at our Wednesday webinar at the end of uh, October, uh, the last Wednesday of the month, and we'll uh, see you again next time. Thanks for listening.